Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Esto se llama Don't Interrupt Me, por favor. Estamos en Radio Kingston. Uh, Nick, tú te sabes muy bien eso de WK... ¿Cómo es esto? WKNY. WKNY. 107.9 FM. Impresionante. ¿eh? 1490 AM. Twitter, at Interrupt Show. Wow. Qué bien que tenemos a Nick Leiber y Lisa Button, ¿no? Porque Todos es, juntos. ¿eh? No, pero digo, qué bien que Nick Leiber se, oh, sa yeah. se sabe siempre, oh, yeah. se estudia la lección, se la prepara, se yeah. sabe la documentación. Vio documental, East ¿eh? Jerusalem, West Jerusalem. Ah, sí. Sí. Esta voz que escuchamos es de un ser humano que se llama Debbie Brosa. Ser humano. Yeah, Debbie Human Brosa. Being. Human being. It's going to be uh, kind of difficult. That's why we have an hour to figure out who Debbie Brosa is. Ooh. But, uh, but let's, let's ask you the question. Who's Debbie Brosa? I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say three things. I think you're... Don't uh, interrupt me, por favor. Okay. I'm gonna Don't say, interrupt yourself. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> you're... No, 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 but uh, before, because, I mean, it's kind of, who are you? Well, well you, you should know. You invite me to your show. Uh, I'm going to say he's definitely... In my agenda, one of the top ten singers of the world. Wow. In my agenda, one of the top five guitar players of the world. Wow. And my agenda, number one big heart of the world. Uh, that's David Brosa wow. from Israel, from Spain, from America. Who knows? Who is David Brosa? I'm from Tel Aviv. You're from Tel Aviv? Yeah. Where's that? Where is that? Alechem. Alechem. Uh, I was born in Haifa, uh, and when I was a kid, I, we moved to Tel Aviv, and when I was a teenager, nos fuimos a vivir en Madrid, hasta los 18 años. ¿Un judío en Madrid? Errante, sí, un judío en Madrid. ¿Y cómo se llevaba eso? ¿La gente sabía lo que eran los judíos en, Ma en el Madrid que tú llegaste? No, recuerdo que de vez en cuando nos encontraríamos con alguien en la calle que diría, yo también soy israelita. Wow. Increíble. Y entonces... Saldrá, sacarán un, un secreto de la familia que, que eran maranos o que tienen raíces judíos. So it's very, uh, I have a kind of a, a two homes in my heart. One is Israel and one is Spain. And, uh, and in New York is where I tell the story. But I've lived it basically in Israel and Spain. And you always have uh, your guitar with you. Apparently, yes. You know, to, the, to the degree when that when to the degree that when I sometimes go in Tel Aviv to the market, the guys think, "Where's the guitars?" And listen, I don't have. You know, I gotta carry tomatoes and lechuga and don't have place for the guitar. I always have my guitar with me. It's been so something. The, so the yeah. guitar started in Israel. What, no, what, what, no. When did you start playing guitar? When I was twelve in Madrid. There was music in your house. My mother was Israel's first folk singer okay. with a guitar. Okay. And so there was always guitar in the house. Uh, and we like in Tel Aviv when I was five or six years old. I remember artists from the states would come, like Pete Seeger and uh, Harry Belafonte, the Platters, um, Odetta. They would all come and, and visit the country. Then they wanted to visit an artist and meet an artist who was performing and writing music. So my mother was the the one that. Did, so the house was always full of music. And in Spain, I, I was I was into painting. I didn't like music. I listened, but I didn't care to play. 
And I was, uh, I came to Spain, I became very lonely, no language, didn't speak English or Espanol. Entonces me quedaba en casa, solito, después de la escuela, pintando. Y un día eh, vi la guitarra de mi madre por ahí suelta y la cogí y empecé a tocar un acorde y otro. Y así empecé y desde los 12 años nunca he dejado la guitarra ni me ha dejado a mí. He dejado de pintar, <laughs> pero dejé de pintar a los 22 años. When I wrote my first song, I um, basically realized that this is going to be my career rather than painting, and uh, so I dropped, I dropped the uh, the art totally and dedicated since then for over 40 years of career. So the beginning of your music is in Hebrew? Yeah. Can we hear something in Hebrew? Mm. So people know that you're a singer and you're a guitar player and then we can all talk Absolutely. about whatever. So this is a song, uh, it's called Homecoming. Uh, kind of translation, rough translation. It's a poem by Jonathan Geffen, who's my close partner. We've been writing together music for... He's writing the poetry, I write the words for the past 41 years, or 42 years. And this is a poem I found of his in a book uh, about coming back to the neighborhood where you grew up 20 years later and wondering... What went down? What happened? Where's everybody disappeared to? Chazarti habayta achay esrim shana b'mabat rishon davar lo hishtana. סוסים קשורים לעץ התאנה, קרטון על הבטון עם חץ לחתונה, רק עפות עוטפות זה רייס לעים שלוליות מקרקרות את שיר הצפרדעים, הזקנים יושבים בחוץ ומדברים. צבלים סדוקים של תה, ביסקוויטים עם חורים. אבל לאן נעלמו הילדים ששיחקתי איתם? איפה כל הילדים? איפה הם Thank you. 
איפה כל הילדים, איפה הם? מי לקח לי אותם? So Israel, who wants to ask anything about Israel? Uh, that, that was Israel then? That was Israel now. How is Israel now? Now. It's always interesting, complicated, challenging, confusing, uh, angering, uh, emotion, creating emotion, evoking emotion, inspire, everything. It's, uh, it's a hell of a mixed bag. It's, uh, you know, everybody knows about Israel, for good and bad. And, um, but that's my home, it's my country, it's my language, it's my uh, family. It's been there for generations, and um, so all I, all I can say is that, that you wake up every morning and you, you're afraid to open the, <laughs> the, note, you know, the, 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 the phone so you don't get all the bad news, and then you talk to your friends and you hear the stress and they tell you. And we deal all the time uh, in Israel, everything, even when you have your first cup of coffee, there's a political issue that you're thinking of while you're sipping that first sip, you know, while you're opening your eyes. And then there's... The home issues, you deal with kids like anybody, you deal with education, you deal with career, and then politics. And, you know, we have news bulletins every half hour in Israel. In this country, you have them every hour, but nobody listens to them, except for maybe late news or the primetime 9 o'clock news or something. In Israel, everybody, on the bus, in taxis, you hear it everywhere you go. It's like drama every half hour. Every hour is the big news. So, interesting country. A lot of creativity. We kind of live in an island because of the reality. With a, Still, uh, Israel is at war with its neighbors. Its neighbors at war with Israel. There's constant pressure. So we feel like we're very enclosed and living in an island. And that, crea- that creates a situation where I think everybody feels like they have to invent themselves. And when you do that, then you're in your top level of creativity and vitality, always. And that's beautiful. Invent themselves to escape? Escapism, not escape. So you're going to be incredible musicians, okay. incredible artists. We make now, Guillermo was asking me last night uh, about wine, because my family's been making wine there for 120 years, but there wasn't really, it wasn't a wine-drinking country. Now, the wines that come out of Israel are, in the last 10, 15 years, are topping, like, they get prizes in France, they get prizes in California, they get prizes all over the world. They're so wild. So Israelis actually perfect their... Their fantasies by creating, if, if it's technology, if it's art, if it's food, if it's everything. So, because, because I think it's the island syndrome. Es un lugar maravilloso. O sea, Eso, no hay más que ver el enclave en el mundo para viñedos, para frutales, la mermelada de naranja que haces tú es espectacular. Olé, aparte bueno, de, es aparte pesca. del vino que hace tu primo. Pero la música trae un alivio a la gente, ¿no? La música siempre trae. Y la cosa interesante es que en Israel hay 120 nacionalidades dentro de un país bastante pequeño, muy pequeño. Uh-huh. Y entonces una mezcla es, no sé, es la tela de, de, de la sociedad israelí es tan mezclada, tan colorada, de tantos colores. 
Tú siempre has creído que la música eh, puede ser eh, un elemento para tejer esa unidad que no existe tristemente entre el mundo árabe, entre el mundo palestino, entre el mundo judío. Sí, entre, existe. Bueno, eh, el mundo... El mundo... Te quiero corregir. No, pues eso. adelante porque tú eres el invitado. <risa> <risa> no, me, digo, por favor. La música es un puente, pero en realidad que la, la paz entre los políticos no existe aún. Mm. Pero entre la gente es increíble la uni las unidades que hay. Yo, yo trabajo en East Jerusalem, eh, Jerusalén Oriental, ya 20 años, más de 20 años que estoy ahí, eh, grabando en The Recording Studio with Palestinian musicians, Israeli musicians. ¿Qué, qué, qué se, se puede ver en el documental? En el documental East Jerusalem, uh -huh. West Jerusalem. Es, era solamente un, ocho días de nuestra vida. Eh, estoy ahí ya practicando eso, 20 años, eh, que creo que 80% del tiempo eh, tomando grandes comidas, mucho café, mucha juerga, eh, muy social. Y, y, y siempre... Al final de todo eso existe una canción, un blues o una rumba o una música árabe y todos tocamos y bailamos y lloramos y reímos y ya mucho tiempo. O sea que that's why I want to ask you about One Million Guitars, your project, uh, oh, because yeah. you're in that right now and mm -hmm. you've been bringing music to the kids who uh, unprivileged kids who right. didn't know anything about music, didn't know anything about a guitar, and you have a project, One Million Guitars. Yeah, it's kind of a somewhat of a fantasy of a dream that exploded overnight for me um, I've been working in this uh, refugee camp within East Jerusalem it's called Shafat. Uh, es un campamento que tiene que debería tener 5.000 personas viviendo pero tiene 80.000 oh. 80,000 people living oh. within an area that could be, should actually have between 5 and 10,000 so it's very dense uh, the, no trees not even yeah maybe one tree that hardly exists no trees Uh, no ambulances, no, you know, uh, policing, nothing. No services, social services of any sort. Uh, UNRWA was there, but they don't function anymore. And uh, it's kind of a, 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 a lost case for, from our point of view, for me, for me as an Israeli. El gobierno no, no, no apoya, no ayuda. Y el gobierno palestino tampoco, porque no son refugiados. Y los quieren mantener así, hasta que haya un acuerdo entre los israelíes y palestinos. Entonces, yo empecé dando clases a 50 niños de 5 años a 15 años de edad. Básicamente, la idea fue que los off the streets y darles eh, palos con, con with garbage cans. Cubos. Eh, cubos, para, para enseñarles ritmos. Lo hice con un amigo, traje un amigo eh, que es un parte de un grupo teatral israelí que se llama Mayumana, que son como eh, Stomp, son fantásticos. Y entonces con ellos, con este chico, montamos ahí eh, masterclasses de tres o cuatro horas y esto lo hicimos durante tres años y... Yo, yo iba a, a O sea que muchas madres te odian porque el niño estaba tocando el puto tambor hasta las 2 de la mañana por culpa del. Y ¡Es el... que me la da el brosa! Pa, pra, pra, los vecinos. ¡Joder! ¡Me la da el brosa! Pra, pra, pra. Es verdad. Es que la segunda vez Pero que vino... no están en la calle. Siendo... Pero, eso. Sí. Pero, no, están en la calle las madres que salen, tema... salen corriendo. Después, después de la segunda semana que yo estaba ahí, me llamaron. ¿Sabes que de Camps. Están controlados por 11 familias. Entonces, tienes que tener las familias que tienen que dejarte el paso. 
que, ah. que vengas al, al campamento esto. Entonces los jefes de los 11 familias querían eh, conocerme a mí. ¿Quién uh -huh. demonio es este uh -huh. que ha dado palos a los niños que están... De, su, eh, están en la, en, en la nevera, en el baño en... Sí, lo que se llama tocando los cojones <risa> Y se sientan en un círculo Y son gente muy o sea, Pretty scary people uh, yeah. And they're just sitting there looking at me and saying So, why are you doing this? And I'm thinking I don't know, I, I was invited to meet the kids and I met them and I was very moved and I wanted to be here. <coughs> <coughs> Who sent you here? I said, I was invited, nobody sent me. Are you? Did you come from the secret service, from the Shabak? Are you from the Mossad? The government? I said, no, lucky me, nothing. It's, I have cinco duros mm -hmm. in, my, in my bolsillo y ya está, no, no tengo nada. And I realized <coughs> that they were really unhappy. One, that I'm doing it behind their backs. Two is that I'm Israeli. They don't trust me. I said, you know what? I'll convince you. And I realized that if I don't play, they won't understand. Okay. So I played. I played a song. Um, it's like, I, I must have gone this. <laughs> en su candela hay una legión de satiros y piratas que me van en bar le gritan guapa luego seguido de sus andares de pantera peregrino voy donde lo ordenen sus caderas que le importa a mí si es un infierno en la calle si por fin te llevo por el talle oye mi bien Arde el bulevar y al borde de la locura No sé yo quién va de su cintura Oye mi bien, tú la reina de Islam Jerez Y yo si tú me quieres seré tu esclavo más Por de mí, si de tu pueblo es traído Corazón del niño se olvidará de la vida Oye mi bien, tú la reina de Islam Jerez yo si tú me quieres seré tu esclavo más Corazón del frío, 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 cor
olvidará de la ti Y entonces me dejaron entrar. Bueno, pues anda, 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 pasa que tienes una manera de preguntar las cosas, pasa, pasa. And then they wouldn't let you leave, right? Right. And one million guitars. Uh, a ver, one to million guitars. To answer your question. So um, I decided I was going to build a school for them and create an um, uh, environment for classical music. And I was getting involved with the uh, Edward Said Foundation in Ramallah, putting everybody together. Ramallah, Nazareth, Tel Aviv. And one day I'm walking the street. It was in, a, in some big uh, uh, manifestation here on the streets. And somebody calls out to me and says, So, did you start giving, giving guitars? Because meantime, I made the film East Jerusalem, West Jerusalem. And I, it, it shows some of my time with the kids. This is the 2014. For listeners who, who might not know about the film, it's called East Jerusalem, West Jerusalem, right. as you've already said. But it's a film that came out in 2014. Right. And, and, it's, and it's on Netflix on, and, the, now. and the idea is... The idea behind the film is to show it's that actually, people can play music together? No, no, it's actually no? Uh, kind of sideline. Yeah. Uh-huh. But on the, re- the real idea is to let people look into a recording s- session that takes eight days while I'm recording an album there. Okay. And along with Steve Earle, who's a great mm-hmm. sp- uh, U.S., you know, an American icon, who I brought in to mediate, be the producer, so that he would be completely neutral. And who wrote a song. Who wrote the song Jerusalem? But it's a beautiful. The whole story was for me to actually expose the work that we're doing there, so as to maybe inspire others in Israel and in other regions in the world of conflict to work together through music. Anyway, so this film is out, and somebody saw the film. There's a manifestation on the streets. He calls out. Turns out he saw the film, and he thinks I'm giving violins, and he says you should give guitars. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? Give guitars. I said, okay, let's talk. We, we leave the manifestation. We go have a coffee. He says. You got to give out guitars. That's your instrument. That's your thing. And I'll help you. I'll help you put a foundation together. I said, okay, what? I don't want a foundation, but okay, let's say I have to. What will we? You give out a million guitars, and we call it one million guitars. I said, wow, <laughs> just one million. The other world is. Baby, brosa, se regalan guitarras. But but I'm I'm feeling a little slow. Someone off the street just says, give a million. Someone who, off the street. But so, who is this? Is someone you? I guess you get to know. I get to know. I made him a partner. I said, "Okay, you're gonna do. You're gonna walk the walk with me, right?" Anyway, it's on my shoulders now. So I, I designed a little guitar, little no a guitar like mine, old Spanish guitar, nylon string guitar. I design it in a special way that instead of a hole, it has a heart, and instead of a wide neck, which makes it very difficult and alien for kids to. Uh, it's a challenge for kids, so it's a little of a narrower neck and much more comfortable for kids because we want it to be eight year olds and up. And it took about a year and a half, and about a month ago, I distributed the first thousand guitars wow. to kids around the country here in the U.S. Right, in, right now, we're in the distribution point of 43 states, and we have almost more than 3,000 schools, and I have an, a waiting list of 80,000 kids waiting. But the first thousand out, so now I don't have to sell a million anymore. It's only 990. So what's the deal? What's the deal with the kids? I mean, well, uh, yeah, who gets? Wait, I, okay. you, should, you don't wait, give a guitar wait, for wait, nothing. I, I no. want to interrupt you. So yeah, go ahead. I thought <clears> this. Wait. Million, so this is not just in Israel. This you just said. No, this, this is in the U.S. This is, so it's this U.S. based, and it's in Israel now. It's, okay, it hasn't arrived in Israel yet. But so what we're doing is, um, uh, it's it's Israeli design. 
I told you we design wine, food, no guitars. Well, the heart is, is international. The heart is international. <laughs> heart is international. Everybody has a heart, <laughs> a hungry heart. Yeah. Uh, no, the idea is that the child, we, we go to underprivileged neighborhoods and towns around the country. It could be in West Virginia. It could be in Alabama. We're out in, in Wisconsin. We're out in Arizona, everywhere, even in the Bronx here and in, this, in, in, in New York area. Um, and the child gets uh, 28 lessons a year within the school program. It could be after school, it could be within the school. Um, it, I joined in here in the States, I joined in with... The guitar stays in the school, right? The, guitar, the child gets the guitar for his possession, but to be kept only in class. If he commits to two years and, and, and actually shows up for the 58 classes in two years, then this, his guitar is for, his, his for life, he can take it home. It remains his property. And I work with two organizations called uh, uh, Little Kids Rock, that give the programs, the actual academic programs, and one is called Guitars in the Classroom, uh, which is based in San Diego. One is in New York, one in San Diego. And this is our first, that was our first test case, and now I'm creating one in Israel, which will serve the, the Jewish Arab community, the, I mean the Israeli society at large, and uh, that's, we're starting actually next month. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's pretty... It's a very... I thought it was... I thought, why, why... I didn't realize so many... There was such a need for instruments, you know? So the, the next the time someone yells at you on the street, you're going to pay attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I pay attention always. But you know, so people yell at me everywhere. It doesn't matter what, but um, the... Well, the, the interesting thing is, is I never thought there was a need, but apparently in the last few years, the, the government here in the States, in Israel as well, I think in Spain too, no tengo ni idea lo que pasa en España con eso, pero han bajado la, Presupuesto. los presupuestos a los colegios en el tema de artes. En, en España en, uh -huh. Entonces aquí... Aquí casi existe. No existe. Uh -huh. Pero hay fundaciones que mandan profesores en todo este país, en Estados Unidos, por ejemplo, uh -huh a enseñar música. Lo que no saben, lo que, lo que no saben, uh -huh. es que los profesores llegan con guitarra, con piano, con lo que sea, pero tiene uno y tiene 40 estudiantes o 30 uh -huh. en, en la clase, ¿qué va a hacer? Entonces yo, cuando vine con esta idea de dar guitarras, todo el mundo estaba, bueno, casi llorando. Oye, pero cómo... Es como un milagro. Sí. Y entonces cuando yo... I went to this conference in Colorado of Little Kids Rock. I met 600 out of the 2,500 teachers. And I showed them the guitar. And it was just like... Like... Magic. Godsend, you know. They mm -hmm. were, I, I couldn't believe it myself. And the guitars are beautiful. So what was made, the reaction of the children? I mean... We're waiting. I can show you photographs. Yeah, I'd love to see them. You want to see them? Oh, I they're do. beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, the kids are... You, they... You want to cry when you see it because there's no such thing. Uh, you've never seen such happiness. First of all, I, I went to witness it in um, in in the Bronx. Todavía no las ha visto ya está llorando Lisa. Cuando las vea me va a empezar a por los pellizcos que son por son por los pellizcos. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Mira, así, así llegan a las clases, ¿no? Por uh -huh. ejemplo, Arizona. Los pondremos en el Twitter, ¿no? De, yeah, de, we'll tweet these de, photos oh, out, they're amazing. So we, Algunas de las fotos. Mientras enseña las fotos de Vibrosa, me gustaría eh, preguntarte por qué estamos hablando de América. ¿Cuándo entra mm. América en la vida de Vibrosa? ¿Estamos hablando de Israel? ¿Te vas de jovencito a España? ¿Vuelves a Israel? ¿América? Sí, bueno, este, yo pensaba... Beautiful. Nunca pensaba venir a, a Estados Unidos. No tenía, no tenía planes y, y no tenía ni, ni wow. conexiones, no contactos ni nada. Eh, en 83, 84... Tuve un, un gran éxito en Israel, muy grande, con canciones... ¿De pintura? No. Ah, la pintura de Hasselbrad. Yo traducí canciones populares españolas de Ramón Serrat, de Manzanita, de Cecilia, Paco Ibáñez, al hebreo, y e hice un, un álbum, homenaje a música española. Esto fue el éxito que hasta hoy es el éxito más, gran, más grande en, la, en el mundo musical de Israel. Y todo el mundo canta, hasta, hasta tanto que cuando llegó Serrat a Israel en 85, eh, el periodista que en, en, en la rueda de prensa, el primer periodista le dice, pues primero bienvenido y gracias por cantar las canciones de David Broza. Ah, mira, para eso. <risa> hasta hoy, hasta hoy esta, esta cena la pagas tú, ya, 40 años después. Entonces, eh, un gran éxito. Pero yo pensaba eh, venir a, a conocer mejor la cultura americana porque yo como niño escuchando a Jimi Hendrix a Otis Redding, a Bob Dylan a The Band, Johnny Mitchell para mí yo quería ver todo esto de primera vista y entonces vine a Estados Unidos para quedarme unos 5 minutos y me quedé el primer paso 17 años hasta que empecé componiendo eh, poesía americana en inglés componiendo música y editando álbumes. O sea, con... poniendo música a, a poesía americana. Eso. ¿Y, ¿Y qué entonces... tipo de poetas buscaste? ¿Qué tipo de...? Un, un tejano, ¿no? Bueno, había... Bueno, un tejano... Bueno, un tejano no. O había uno de Arizona. Eh, ah, ¿quién era? Alberto Ríos. Ah, sí, me encanta. Sí, sí. pues cantaré Ajá. una cosa. Pues mira, en realidad yo, yo fui a una tienda que estaba escondida en la calle 47 en the Diamond District, Ajá. en Manhattan, que se llamaba The Gotham Bookmart. Ahí tenían todos los libros que se publicaron de, de poesía americana, norteamericana. Y yo me sentía ahí horas y horas y horas, día tras día tras día, y con with a ladder, ¿no? subiendo ahí, sacando libros from A to Z. De vez en cuando me, los, los que trabajaban ahí me, me traerían agua, café, un samo. Oye, ¿tú quieres? Ham and cheese, vale, ham and cheese. Y no, no dejaba, yo estaba enfocado. Y, y de vez en cuando encontraría un, una canción y copiaría, porque no podía comprarlos. Copiaría la, esto, esto es en 84. Y llevaría a casa y hice la música. Y, ento, y entonces yo quería conocer al, al, al poeta. Entonces un día llamé al, al publisher de, de, de este tipo, Alberto Ríos, y le digo, mira, yo soy eh, un rock and roll artist, pop artist, y estoy componiendo música a la poesía de Alberto Ríos. Y yo, vale, ¿qué quieres de mí? No, quiero... ¿Cómo llego a...? Ah, es el teléfono. Toma, ah, llámale tú. Sí. ¿Vale? Pues le llamo, yeah. le llamo a Alberto. You call it, you call it, collect. Well, he's the, the poet no of Arizona now. Yeah, well, I don't even know, I don't even know America yet. <laughs> so I'm calling this guy and I'm saying, eh, Alberto, sí. 
eh, me llamo David Broza y tal, yo soy de Tel Aviv, de Israel, rock and roll, music, bueno, y dice, oye José, por favor, que no tengo paciencia esto, deja ya de, de mentiras y tal. You thought it was a prank. Por favor, mira, I'm, I'm coming to visit. Oye, José. Uh, I'm coming. Dice, pero qué va, vale. I'm coming. Okay, give me your address. He gives me the address. All right, I put the address down. I drop the phone. I say, I've got to go visit him. I look up. I take up a map. There's no Googles. I take up a map. He lives in Nogales. Yeah. <laughs> on the border of Arizona and Mexico. And I'm in New York. It's going to take like four days by bus. Thinking, how am I going to get there? I got there. And we became real close friends. Wow. And so his... his I mean, there were others. There was Matthew Graham afterwards and Liam Rector, then Elizabeth Bishop. And I worked with a lot. Then I ended up teaching creative writing in Bennington College. Oh for the MFA courses for about 10 years. It was great, incredible. And I recorded six albums of, of most of American poetry. Estamos en Don't Interrupt Me, por favor, y el invitado de hoy se llama David Brosa. You just interrupted me. Well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> So this is an Alberto Rios, who's the laureate poet of Arizona, actually. You know him, right? Yeah. The Chileno boys pull their fish by the fins In the dirt and they sing about old times And the women they will know Mariquita girls in their dreams of them when they'll be men not different not different they say not different from you not different not different they say not different from you Chilling old boys Pull their feet by the strings In the dirt and they sing Confusing themselves in the Inside tangled jungle Of sons and fathers Themselves lost halfway into the years That have been and will be long But not different Different, they say, and not different from you. Not different, not different, they say. Not different, they say, they're not different 
My first meeting with Alberto Rios. Oh, <laughs> what, yeah, what was, was his reaction? I mean, come well, on. We even became best friends forever. And yeah. So yeah, remarkable. What a guy. And he's, he's the first one to expose me really to the, to the bilingual uh, society that lives within the United States. Mm-hmm. So predominant everywhere that, you know, he says, you know, it's funny because my grandmother was... Um, one of his parents was of English descent, one was Mexican. He's living right on the border. His grandmother didn't speak a word of English. They so had to speak Spanish with her, right. being Mexican, and he spoke with his parents English. And he was always embarrassed with his grandparents and with those who didn't speak the language because out in the street, everybody spoke English. And we know this. Like My parents, my father would speak. He was born in London, but he was raised in Palestine, then Israel. So it was comfortable speaking English with my mother or maybe the one to speak behind my back. But I was always so embarrassed because in Israel, in Tel Aviv, everybody spoke Hebrew. And mm. that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I could totally relate. And, um, you know, I think uh, it's, it's funny, but this this country is monolingual. It should be bi-trilingual, but by now, bilingual. Because if you speak Spanish here, like I do, like Guillermo, like all of us here, we're lucky. We can walk the right. street and we talk to any kid, any any person behind the bar, the server, the right. the legal person, whatever, who speaks Spanish. Brain so surgeon. Many Latinos the brain the surgeon. The brain surgeon who started out as the undocumented migrant worker. We mm-hmm. had some, we had Dr. Q on the show. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we're lucky. Eh, Nick Death hablaba de un tejano. Yo no sé si se refería a la historia de la caja de zapatos. Eh, oh, right. Porque, es ese, porque, porque estabas, estabas, empezando, estabas empezando con ríos, pero terminas con una caja de zapatos. Por lo, Hombre. Y, ¿Y cuál es la historia de la caja o sea, de la zapatos? La historia, la caja de zapatos. Pues yo tenía relación... Eh, esto empieza ya con David Amram. David Amram es un gran músico que inventó... You should have him here. He is multilingual, every language. He is the man who invented the beat generation. He's mm-hmm. the man who got, got Jack Kerouac to come and read in McDougal Street and McDougal Cafe while he played the jazz. And they started the beat generation. After them came, you know, Ginsberg and everybody else. Um, he spotted me playing on a hill in Edmonton, Canada, in a festival. And he says to me, you got to come to Texas. got to meet Towns Van Zandt. I say, who's Towns Van Zandt? This is 94. Anyway, uh, later on that year, I get a phone call. And there's a show that's being put together at the Main Street Theater in Houston, Texas, and it's going to be dueling musicians. So it's going to be Towns Van Zandt, who's this legendary, I don't know if you, you know, Poncha and Lefty, I and mean, this guy is regarded, so I'd say Bob Dylan thinks he's the best songwriter ever to have lived in America. And so everybody, of course, he, he's written um, Dead Flowers uh, for the Rolling Stones. People sing his songs. Everybody sings his songs. Amy Lou Harris sings him. Willie Nelson sings everybody. So I don't know him much. I know a little bit. He knows nothing about me. David Amram is there. He's going to play some of his music. 
uh, and Lindelow, another artist. But they're really doing it as a hosting thing. And so Towns gets to play first. And it's amazing. He's like the real Texas storyteller, right? And then I get to play mine. So I start, I go like thinking. I'm not preparing. He doesn't know nothing about me. So he goes... Anyway, I'm done with the blues, and he's saying, what the hell was that? (laughs) 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 What do you mean? My music is, what language? I said, it's Hebrew. Hebrew? (laughs) Hebrew? Man. So... (laughs) <laughs> of course, then then he does his song, and I do another song, and then I go. Mi niña se fue a la mar a contar olas y chinas, pero se encontró de pronto en el río de Sevilla y tal. And what was that? <laughs> That's Lorca. It's a Lorca. What the hell? Are you? And then I sing, and then at the end I do this. Um, oh, the art of losing isn't too hard. To master, so many things seem filled with intent to be lost. That's a Elizabeth poem, uh, Elizabeth Bishop poem, which I turned to music. And he says, "Oh my God!" And he quickly and I tell him it's about the poetry. I write music, so he quickly writes a phone number and he says, "Hey, call me. I got some poetry." Now everybody in the room knows who he is. He's like, "This is a legend." And sure enough, the show was four hours long. By that, by that time, he was drinking moonshine. He was oh. completely out. He was, you know, known to be a heavy drinker. And we, ma- we remained in contact. We wanted to meet. And we did another show in a pr- place called Kerrville Folk Festival in, in West Texas one more time. But we never quite got to be together like he wanted to show me his poetry. One day on January 1st or 2nd, 1997, I get a phone call from Linda Lowe, my friend in Houston. She said, I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, Towns died mm. from overdose. And uh, it was very sad, but she said, but he called me a week before as if he had a premonition. And he said, look, no matter what happens, I have a, a box of poetry and I want David Broser to get my poetry. No matter what. That's my, my wish. Wow. And also wrote a song that he wants me to sing. So I, he, she gives me the number of his wife. I call his, well, ex-wife who he died in her bed. So basically she was the, she had ownership of everything and I call her up Janine and we meet in New York City and she says well I got everything in a shoebox but if I can ask you not to take demand it right away because I'd like to show it to Willie Nelson Bob Dylan and you know say hey of course first give it to them I mean I'm not gonna take it away these are more important for the family income if anything Mm. Uh, but if nothing happens let me know and I forget about it I didn't forget about it I just let it be and eight years later I was in Houston, Texas. So I call her. She's in Nashville. I say, remember me, David Brothers? She says, sure to remember you. Yeah, everybody knows you in town, in Nashville. Everybody asks me, is from Israel, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I said, look, I'm, I'm, I could come up tomorrow and I, I'd like to have the shoebox. If anything, if it's still there, she says, sure, nothing happened. Like you said, I told her probably nothing will happen. Nothing happened. So she, uh, and, and actually she emailed me all the songs. And I went to work. And four years later, I put out an album. It's called The Unpublished Poetry of Towns Vincent. Night Dawn is the name of the album. And it was a gorgeous, beautiful project, and uh, I at least mission complete, you know. 
stuff like a turkey, I'm a sideshow freak. Only one thing that I can do, that's you with me and me with you. Se tiene que sentir uno muy bien, ¿no? Con... Porque, eh, quiero decir, la carrera de, de un músico, de alguien que hace música, de alguien que comparte música, no es solamente grabar una canción y que la pongan en la radio. No. Es un proceso de conocer gente. De, o sea, en, en esa canción está tu vida, ¿no? Es el camino. Mm. El camino de mi vida es a, es a través de las canciones. Igual que cuando llegué a España, había muchas muchas cosas que, que me empujaron a, a este punto de mi carrera, pero al llegar a España para mí era cumplir lo que empezó cuando tenía 12 años, cuando vine a España de niño, teniendo un poco más eh, conocimiento de la cultura española y para poder eh, ejercer mi, mis fantasías a través del idioma. Y cuando vine a España era para componer con españoles, aunque el primer eh, socio mío de, era, era un uruguay, uruguayo, pero en realidad componíamos las canciones en castellano, después con Javier Rival, con eh, Pablo Guerrero y con muchos más. El uruguayo era Jorge Trexler. Es uruguayo, sí. Ah. And I'm literally, we're playing, and they're all, I think, if you took pictures, I'd love to have them. He took it, and suddenly, an old man, I'm playing, whatever I'm doing, making a lot of noise, and this guy walks with him, he's an older man, he puts 50 euros, he says, por favor, no aquí. Por favor. Do you remember that? Fifty no, <laughs> euros is a don't play here, please. Yeah. Concert hall. Yeah. You. Wow. <laughs> wow. Aquí no. Mereces yeah. mejor. There's a there's a moment in the documentary where you where Mira Awad yeah. is being interviewed and she's talking about language mm. and about how language, you know, each language behaves differently. It's Correct. like a different animal. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about trying to. She's basically saying it's impossible to translate a song literally. Correct. But you can talk. Can you talk about what you I mean? You just did these three songs in these three languages. Right. How do you do that? I, you know, I was that's what I taught in Bennington College in the MFA courses. I taught about the language hidden and the body language mm -hmm. that gets translated while you're reading languages. Okay, so if you if you're writing in Hebrew, you're writing in Spanish, writing the whole composure, the whole you have to actually like when I I remember. I remember one guy was telling me um, I had a, a date uh, I was going to play in Corpus Christi and this guy here in New York City this promoter he says please don't go there I said why he says they're going to hate you I said why he said they don't like Jews I said how do you know what do they know what's the difference anyway so I had this in mind and I'm thinking okay so I started playing Elizabeth Bishop started thinking they felt everybody and then I went to the and they you know I was behind a chicken net it was one of those bars where they put you out there it was basically for rockers And people were really like, at first they were shocked, then they started throwing things, but not because I'm Jewish, because they didn't want to hear the foreign language. They wanted me to speak in their language. Because when I sing in Hebrew, English or Spanish, my whole demeanor changes. Mm. But you know, when you translate, in a, in a sense, it's like making love on the phone, over the phone. It's, it's almost 
the real thing, but <laughs> you're still alone. <laughs> That's what trans. What trans. But I must admit that when I worked with Jonathan Geffen, the poet, on translating Serrat and and Lorca and Manzanita into Hebrew, I could, I can attest just from my own understanding of Spanish that it's at least as good as the Spanish. And sometimes, from a Hebrew p- point of view, it's the real thing. Just like the Spanish is the real thing. It's so real, that's why it succeeded so well. That's why when I sing those Spanish songs in Hebrew, I believe every word, every sound, every melodic insinuation that gets accent- accentuated out, it's wholesome. There's, I'm not delivering a translation. ¿Cuál es la canción que todavía cuando tú la cantas se te pone la piel de gallina? Y es todo. Mi primera y esto es un himno nacional y, prácticamente en casi, Israel, ¿no? Es la primera canción que hice. Eh, la, la, la canción, bueno, se formó en, en la noche que llegó el presidente de Egipto, Anwar Sadat, a Israel primera vez. Era el 19 de noviembre de 1977, hace mucho tiempo, y 42 años ya. Y yo tenía 22 años, estaba sentado con Jonathan Geffen, el poeta, mirando el tema eh, por la televisión, emocionados y todo, eufóricos. Y él estaba escribiendo un poema y me lo da y dice, quiero música a esto, musicarlo y lo tocamos en, en miércoles, en no sé, dos días en, en el teatro. Yo estaba acompañándole. Él es como en Lenny Bruce de, de Israel, político, pero también gran poeta. Y entonces tenía dos días para hacerlo, me quedé en, la, en el sofá y hice la canción y desde entonces la he tenido bueno desde entonces manifestando con ella cantando en, en todo es, es canción romántica pero política muy política y creo que la he hecho como ocho mil o nueve mil veces ya antes de que la antes de que la no cantes, no la va a cantarlo todo porque eh, no, hay, tiene 42 eh, vale. estrofas no pero dio, déjame déjame que, eh, que recuerde a, a los humanos que nos escuchan eh, porque aquí hablamos de lenguaje del inglés del español pero hay otro lenguaje que es la música que yo creo que es el lenguaje universal sí. y ya lo hemos mencionado en otros programas pero mmm, cuando yo te oigo escuchar esta canción yo no soy judío yo no soy de Israel yo no sé de qué narices estás hablando, pero me emociono Joder. esa es la fuerza de la música es. eh, yo no sé si me emociona por supuesto la canción, pero me emociona verte emocionarte ¿Ah, sí? eh, eh, es y estás hablando del lenguaje es del esto. cuerpo, me emociona verte es, emocionar puede ser, yo I, ¿cómo se dice? I surrender ¿cómo se dice en español? me rindo, me rindo. a la música, en esta canción se llama Yeto, todo irá bien Alayla, 
אנשים חיים במתח, מחפשים סיבה לנשום, ואין שנאה לרצח, מדברים על השלום, Muchas gracias, David Brosa. Thank you so much wow. uh, for being with here, uh, with us here for a long hour. That it was a short hour. He, he went so fast. I was going to say. Well, long for him, he was performing. Fue volando. Se fue volando Don't interrupt me, por favor. Nos tenemos que despedir porque sí. la vida es así, la vida es así, no, no se puede estar todo el día en un estudio. 60 minutos porque... y ya está, puff. Pero hasta la próxima, ¿no? Y plaf. Pero ya esto lo podemos hacer como una tradición, ¿no? A yearly vale. tradition every year. <risa> o cada semana. <risa> o cada semana. <risa> vale, lo que queráis. Tengo 400 canciones, así que... Okay. Good luck with your guitars, with your million guitars. Oh. Yes, thank you. That's beautiful. I'll come and bring back reports. Okay, I'm I'm so happy that you changed uh, the drums for the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so many moms and fathers. I don't know. My, my husband and my son are both drummers, and and they're, and they're and they're in the basement as we speak, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, locked yeah. Up. For, I know. For But it makes for a lively household, and for, I always loved it. For don't interrupt me, por favor, listeners who want to find one million guitars, they go online. They well, yeah, one million guitars dot org. Okay, that's okay. for now. We're gonna. We're launching a real website soon, but... They can find you in brosa.com? Brosa.net. Brosa.net. Okay. Yeah. Brosa.net. Ahí nos encontramos. David Brosa.net. David Brosa.net. David Brosa.net. Okay. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Take guys. Take care. Good luck. Don't interrupt me. Don't give up hope. Por favor. Adios, Nick. Adios, Guillermo Fesser. Adios, Lisa. Adios. Adios, humanos. Nos vamos. Nos vamos. Adios, José Alfaro. José Alfaro, muchas gracias. 
un técnico pedazo de técnico profesional con una eh, sonrisa madre, con una sonrisa que no interrumpa por favor su madre la señora, la señora Alfaro orgullosa sí. mi hijo se ha colocado está de técnico y tal y cada vez que sale por la mañana de casa adiós mamá adiós <risa> tenga suerte thank you so much everybody we'll be back next week adiós yes. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.